I will say when I started in the industry, it was really intimidating. You know, if you're a photographer listening to this or someone listening to this and you're starting out in the industry, um, I, I had so many experiences where I knew I was good. Like I knew that I had a talent, I had a gift, I had something to share and I would show up and people, I felt like were just looking down at me like, Oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. Or I'd go to an industry mixer and just feel like, like unwelcome or like, oh, now I'm the new competition or whatever it is. And I just couldn't stand that. Like that's such an unhealthy, you know, environment. And that has been part of this idea of like, you know, of changing that conversation as an industry leader now saying, hey, I don't care if you're the most established photographer, planner, designer, like it doesn't matter who you are. You have to treat people with kindness and you have to treat them in a way where you can connect with them. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. My guest today is Tyler Spire. He is a wedding planner, designer, florist, and just an all-around kind guy. Uh, Tyler is based in Santa Barbara, California. And today, we get into how we can find our people. And not only find our people, but we also talk about how kindness, generosity, and thoughtfulness can grow you as a person as well as grow your business. Before we jump into today's episode, I did want to thank Musical Gravel for their review on Apple Podcasts. Um, they said, I really couldn't rave enough about the team behind this podcast. It's so easy to listen to, and I love the variety of tools and topics they discuss. The many resources and ideas shared are incredibly valuable. I really try to send people in this direction all the time. I'm just going to pause real quick. Thank you so much for that. I love that. Um, this is a great review, by the way. Okay, back back to what Musical Gravel saying. Uh, send people that direction all the time. It's great for every experience level. I hope to become the resource to others that this program has been to me. Thanks, John and Rachel and the huge community behind the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. Your perspectives and enthusiasm is indispensable musical gravel thank you so much uh that was an amazing five-star review um thank you for listening i'm so glad that this podcast has been helpful for you um as well as uh, many others i'm sure um and yeah i hope that you become the resource to others uh that is like that's the point we you know we um gain information and knowledge from others and then pour that out on other people anyway Thank you for that review. If you have not left a review of the show, um, I encourage you to. It definitely helps us uh, reach more people, um, be able to build this community more and just uplift the whole industry as a whole. But now let's get into today's episode with Tyler. Tyler, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm excited to uh, to talk with you today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm ex excited to talk about connecting with our people and, uh, and community and all of those things. 
Um, for for anyone uh, who doesn't know who you are, let us uh, give us a little background info, where you're located, what you love doing, what you do for work, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I'm based in Santa Barbara, California. And uh, for work, I'm a wedding planner, designer, and florist, and we do luxury weddings, mainly here in California, but all over. And uh, I'm also a dad, a foster parent, a uh, husband, and uh, I love a good adventure. I love to cook and uh, work is a huge part of my life. I've grown my company over the past several years. I'm really passionate about what I do. Um, but it's also really important to me that that isn't my life. That's a part of it. And so, uh, you know, uh, I'm a family guy and I love my family and that that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> okay. Awesome. I, I love that you like included all of the like cooking and family and fostering and all that kind of stuff into what you do and what you love. Um, Cause a lot of times it's just like, and this is what I do for work. Um, and I feel like that's like, whenever we're meeting new people, oftentimes it's like, what do you do for work? And mm-hmm. then that's like what we're um, our, our characteristics. Yeah. Are just like, yeah, I'm, I'm a wedding planner. Yeah. And that's it. And what's so interesting but I love that you included everything. Yeah. And I just think it's so interesting because, you know, one day I won't be working anymore or I'll transition careers and I'll still be just as much myself as I am today. And uh, so, yeah, I think we got to change that conversation, right? We've got to make people actually, when we're asking who we are, work is just a very small part of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So to talk about the other things. Um, okay. Did you, did you say that you're fostering or are you, are you um, did you adopt? Uh, we, my wife and I are certified foster parents right now. We don't have any foster kids at home. We have three littles of our own and our, our daughter, our youngest is still just a baby. And so, uh, we're focusing on that right now, but yeah, we've been foster parents, uh, for, oh gosh, six years and had different kids throughout the years. And, uh, we'll see what the next chapter holds. (laughs) Yeah. That that's awesome. My uh, my brother and his wife um, are also also foster parents. I think they've been fostering for probably about four years or so. Um, I'm not really sure. Uh, years are all blending together yeah. these days. Um, but they they recently, I mean, almost a year ago now, uh, or maybe over a year ago now, they uh, they adopted uh, two of their foster kids. Oh, neat. Um, I love that. It's, it's something that's like very near and dear for our family. I mean, them, obviously they're doing it that uh, my wife and I have been wanting to get like respite certified Mm -hmm. uh, to where we can like babysit for uh, foster parents and like give y'all a night away. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, that's, that's really cool. How did, how did that happen for y'all? How did that, uh, how did y'all move into fostering? Yeah. So, you know, growing up in our church community, there were, uh, there was a family that fostered and we really looked up to them and still do look up to them and, uh, what they were doing. And, uh, so from a young age, kind of seeing that in, in our community was was something that we were passionate about. And, uh, one of my favorite authors, uh, Glennon Doyle Melton, uh, said, you know, you've got to find what breaks your heart. And that is really what is part of your calling or is your calling and, um, you know, abused and neglected kids that, that breaks my heart. 
and it breaks my wife's heart. And so that's uh, where we kind of started and uh, that's what brought us into it. And um, it's one of the hardest things um, and there's nothing glamorous about it or even really anything that feels that special about it when you're doing it. It's really hard work. Um, but it's something really beautiful and it's something that the world needs. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, well, I mean, good on y'all for doing that. I, <laughs> I think that is, it's so important, um, to, uh, to foster and to adopt and, you know, especially, uh, being, you know, I'm also uh in the church christian and that's uh one of one of the main things in the bible is like caring for uh those in need and yeah. uh and and orphans are are one of the the biggest needy uh groups um we at you know my uh, photography business all heart um we partner with a uh, an orphan advocacy um uh, uh, organization where they go around telling stories of orphans oh, all around wow. the world uh, so that their future parents can find them. And uh, it's been something that's also very important for, for my wife mm-hmm. and I. Uh, so that's really cool. That yeah. was not at all on, on the topic <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that we were planning on talking about, but I, I love it. Um, it is, it's, it's, it's all about those connections and, yeah. and getting to know it, each other. Um, and that's something that, you know, we met, I don't know, we, was that September? I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or November. I don't know. It was September. Remember now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, September. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's something that we didn't really get to get into. Um, but that's awesome. Well, cool. So, um, so out in Santa Barbara, does, is that where you started your business out yeah. there or have you relocated or anything? No, nope. okay. we've been here. Cool. I grew up here. My wife grew up here. It's an amazing town. It really is an incredible destination wedding location. And uh, our families are here. Our extended families are here. My grandparents are here. So it really is home for us. And I kind of just got lucky there that, uh, you know, so many people travel here to get yeah. married. And so it's a good spot. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that is nice to have family around too. Um, we're in like kind of central Texas, um, which I've been in Texas most of my life, except for like a year that we lived in California when I was a year old. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what part of California that was. Um, but I know that I have not been to Santa Barbara. That's on on my list of places to visit. I've heard amazing things. Um, I'm usually anytime I'm out in California down in like San Diego yeah. area, uh, for, you know, photo shoots and conferences and stuff. Uh, but that's cool. How did you get into, um, wedding planning and all that? Or did you start as a florist? Like which, which kind of came first on that? Yeah. Great question. So I, I mean, when, when I'm asked like where I started, it's, it's all a blur kind of on like where the actual moment was <laughs> that this whole thing started. But, you know, when I was in a teenager in high school, especially I loved like planning parties and doing things. I love doing flowers, um, you know, for my mom or for the church or for Easter, you know, you name it. I, I was I always had an eye for florals and design and party planning and, um, but business was born. I was 18 years old. It was the summer after I graduated high school and two of my friends, they were just graduating college and they were getting married and they had a thousand dollars and they had this church in the middle of Glendora, California. 
uh, and this like grass okay. lawn that wasn't even grass that was living. It was a brown grass lawn, $1,000. And they asked me to do their wedding and I said, sure, why not? And so, you know, we got a old tetherball thing and a thing of concrete and put it in the middle and we zip tied these like string lights to it. And we made a tent of lights and we took all the furniture out of the youth room and got white sheets from Ross and wrapped them all around. And we created this beautiful for what you know at the time especially this beautiful reception it was a dessert potluck and people came and brought desserts and they danced and they had a great time and at that wedding two of the bridal party people came up to me and said hey will you do our wedding and so there I was going into college and business was born that year we did 14 weddings by word of mouth. Wow. And so that's where we started. (laughs) (laughs) And I started doing flowers a lot later, Um, like four years maybe into it. I I liked flowers. I just didn't have the confidence to actually produce them for an event. I I, was nervous and scared that they flowers would die or something would happen. And so I kind of like did a little bit and then I just started seeing what other florists were doing. And my creative brain was saying, hey, I think I could do that. And I think I could do it differently Um, or that, you know, I'd say, hey, what if we do this? And then a florist would create it. And it just really wasn't what I was picturing. Um, And so we started doing that in house and now we do both. And I love it. That's awesome. That's cool. I love that that was like born out of creativity and (laughs) just like wonder and like, you know, I, I have this idea for this thing. Um, I think that's really, really cool. And like, we can, we can do that. And like, and like you didn't pivot out of, um, wedding coordination and planning and all that. You're just like, I'm going to do that as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I think a lot of times we might have ideas, uh, to, to do something else or to add something, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't want to like, I don't want to take, stop taking photos or yeah. I don't want to stop planning. Um, but I love that you like went for that and did that and, um, were able to like make those floral designs exactly how you had in your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I am definitely not on that side. I don't, um, I get a little nervous whenever I have to like pin a boutonniere on. I'm just like, <laughs> I hope I don't like snap this rose stem and it just like dies, um, which happened uh, recently. It this past yeah, always have to have a spare. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they that florist did not. But um, I did have some safety pins and we were able to like hide it. There and, you like, go. Pin the rose and the thing. And hey, you know, it worked out. It looked great in the photos. There you go. But, and it was it all worked out it was good hey y'all quick break to talk to you about one of the tools that has completely changed my business for the better and that is my crm tave tave is the most customizable studio management system for photographers they have everything under one roof um, from embedded contact forms that auto generate into new leads to income reports, lead source reports, profit and loss statements, very detailed revenue breakdowns, anything that you want to keep up with your numbers, they've got reports for it. They have built-in contract templates, questionnaires for your clients, easy invoicing and quotes. It is so much. Um, They also, like my favorite part, 
they have these auto-populated tokens. So in emails, you can put client's first name or ceremony address or even specifics down to like maid of honors Instagram handle, and it'll auto-populate it so you don't have to figure out which spelling of Caitlin is correct for this bride. So go to lightdarkco.com slash Tave, and that's T-A-V-E, to double your 30-day trial to make it a 60-day trial. And you'd think maybe Tave is like 60 bucks a month or something from all those customizations. No, you can pay as little as 22 bucks a month, which is a lot less than a lot of other CRMs that I've used in the past that didn't do half of this stuff. So again, lightdarkco.com slash Tave, T-A-V-E. Check out Tave and let the power of customization grow your business. Over the years you've been doing this, um, has there been um, like a lesson or um, a piece of advice or something that you have learned or just, you know, someone has had had uh, had shared with you that changed the way that you look at your business or just like life in general? Yeah, I mean, so many pivotal moments or pieces of advice over this 13 year adventure. Uh, but one that was recent um, that really shifted my perspective for 2021. Uh, you know, we were all coming out of 2020 and here in California, like we didn't work for a year and four months. Like, and we watched the, a lot of the rest of the country being able to, and it was just, it, it was infuriating. Um, and really oh, yeah. it was crushing to be, you know, a provider for my family and literally unable to provide, um, for over a year. And so coming into 2021, uh, I like was just processing a lot of that and trying to figure out, you know, like, what do we do? You know, are we moving? Are we, you know, gonna, what are we going to do to be successful? What are we going to do to survive? And how are we going to navigate these rules that are changing? What seems to be every week and what we do for a living is plan. So when the rules are always changing, like how can you have a plan? And I digress. The advice that really shifted was my, my business coach said, you know, Tyler, you have power. Like you have built a brand in this industry and you have a voice and you have the power to advocate for what you want. And, you know, as entrepreneurs, I, especially solopreneurs, you know, photographers, planners, a lot of us work in our own silo and we don't have a boss saying, oh, by the way, like you have this is in your job description and you're allowed to do this, or you are an industry leader. Like nobody's there to say that. And, you know, I didn't see myself necessarily as a leader within the industry and hearing, you know, like you have the power to do this was really empowering for lack of a better way to say it. (laughs) And it's shifted the way that I negotiate my contracts. It shifted the way that when I'm looking at a vendor and they say, this is how it's done. I realize, like I, with kindness, I can say, actually, this is how I want you to do it. If we're going to work together, this is my expectation. Um, obviously in a way that's kind, that's empowering, that's not micromanaging. There's obviously a way to work with people that uh, is appropriate and that builds them up as well. Uh, But also realizing, you know, when a couple wants to postpone their wedding for the third time, I have the power to say, okay, we can do that. Here's the new rate. 
this is what you're going to be paying for that. When a vendor says, I refute, like, I don't have the ability to take on this project, but I'm contracted and okay, well, here's what I think you should do in terms of refunds or rebooking or, and being able to communicate that. Um, and that really shifted my business and it was really, really cool. Yeah, that was great. That's, I mean, I feel like that's like a, uh, like a confidence kind of boost. Yeah. Um, be, being told like, Hey, you have the power to do this. Um, cause I mean, like you were saying where we, we've, we are often kind of like isolated as we are our own, we're our own boss, we're our everything. Yeah. And, um, I think that gets lost a lot of times mm-hmm. where we're just, like okay this is what i have to do but you don't really give yourself the power to <laughs> make those hard decisions or to tell people uh, no actually that's not gonna work yeah um uh you know in a in a kind way like you were saying um because i'm like zero confrontation guy i don't like confrontation it's not my favorite it makes me feel bad. <laughs> it's not my favorite at all and um and yeah this like this last couple of years i've had to have much more difficult conversations with people um at vendors and clients alike um and sometimes uh have difficult conversations with myself yeah um but no i love that that is that is a um a powerful word uh, for sure uh but yeah, okay. So I'm very excited about this topic. I want to go ahead and like j- jump on in about connecting with people. Um, why? Why do you think, like, in your opinion, why are connections so important? Oh man, that's a big one. So I, you know, <laughs> will say that connecting with people has propelled my business to where it is today. And I, you know, for the sake of this conversation, when I'm talking about connecting with people, you know, I could talk about connecting with my spouse, connecting with our friends, all these various things. But today I want to talk about it in light of my business. And, um, there's kind of two areas, actually, I'm going to say three, three areas of connection that uh, I think have really impacted our, uh, my business, how it's grown, how, how, where we are today. And uh, one would be connection with the clients. Two would be connection with fellow vendors. And then three would be connection with my immediate team. And uh, I will say that I have witnessed time and time again, you know, vendors who are experiencing burnout, people who have taken on too much and uh, the weddings or work that they are doing. And I, I'll admit this, I've had times where it's felt like that too. That's just part of work. Um, but where, you know, instead of feeling connected with your client, you're just like, okay, I'm here for a paycheck. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do a good job. And I, my heart's not in it. And people can tell, people can tell when you show up and and I as a planner can tell when other vendors are showing up and just their heart's not in it. Uh, And it's hard for your heart to be in it all the time. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of self-care. It takes a lot of planning. It takes all these various things for us to bring our whole selves um, to our work. And um, for me, connecting with our clients and really getting to know them, getting to know what they love, getting to know what they don't love, getting to know their stories at meetings, being able to say, how's your dog? How's your kid? How's your mom? Like whatever it is that was coming up last time and building that connection has led to, first of all, the actual events being running smoother, 
because they feel connected to me and they trust me and they know that I'm going to make the right call for them. But also, even probably more importantly, it leads to more referrals because they walk out of that relationship saying, most of my clients will say, you were our best decision on our wedding day. And if I can get that, then they're going to go tell their friends who are also getting married that the best decision we made was hiring Tyler Spire. And then those, that's my next set of clients. And that's when my next set of clients is my income for the next year, which is going to support my family, provide for my children, et cetera, et cetera, support my staff salaries. And so those connections are absolutely vital. And then secondly, connecting with fellow vendors, same exact thing. We've all been to a wedding where there is a grumpy vendor and it just drives me bananas. Like it's the worst. Like, and you're shaking your head. It's it's aggravating. I can, I can think of a few people right now where I'm just like, why are you even here? Yeah. Like this is supposed to be a joyous occasion and yeah. we're all excited for this couple. And then you're just over here, just, you know, grumpy pants in the corner, just mumbling about all the things you have to do. I'm like, these yeah. people are paying it's too hot outside. Pay. It's too sweaty. Uh, There's no water, yeah. whatever. Like it's, it's awful. And I, yeah. and I think that connecting with fellow vendors and same with clients, like just getting to know them, getting to know, you know, I have now friends in the industry who are venue managers who are sending referrals because I remember when they had that back surgery and we sent the flowers making sure, you know, and you know, there's definitely a strategic motive to being, you know, to connecting with people. Uh, but I don't connect with people solely for a marketing strategy. You know, it's a side benefit of the actual connection of, yeah. you know, Hey, yeah, these yeah. connections uh, move forward, but connecting with fellow vendors is really important. And then finally, just with my own team, having that strong connection, knowing what makes them tick, knowing what makes them excited, knowing where their weak spots are and really just having those heart to heart conversations means that we are a like really tight knit crew and that we can do anything. I mean, we did 51 events last year in a very short amount of time and we've all come out of it still laughing, still working together, still (laughs) supporting someone when their spouse is in the hospital and making it all happen. And just having that connection, I think is what brought us through a really, really intense 2021 and has brought us to where we're going to thrive in 2022. Oh yeah. Yeah. And those connections with your team are so important. Like I think back to my like nine to five days where I was at a job and my boss was just did not care to have any connections and was was pretty much just like, no, you're here to do this thing. Yeah. And didn't care to learn what I was better at Mm -hmm. or what areas I was struggling in to maybe, you know, partner me with someone who could could build me up in that area so that I could be you know better across the board um but being that kind of team leader and uh and everything like that's that's gonna raise the entire process of your whole business um and anyone who works with you whether you are you know have an associate team or you know a a whole a whole team uh working on things or if you just have like uh you know, for photographers, like a, a second photographer who works with you regularly, like take that time to get to know them and mm-hmm. not just be like, Hey, I'll, I'll Venmo you, whatever, yeah. you know, just show up and, and take photos. Uh, Something we love to do is snacks. Like if we figure out like this vendor's favorite snack is this, and we like want to show them, we appreciate them. We'll bring it to the wedding. 
like in addition to everything else we're doing just doing things to show that we're all on the same team and here's the deal like from a very early point in my business i started realizing that you know, the guys that run the rental truck, you know, everybody's always appreciating like the owner of the company, the the face of the company, but on, especially for me as a planner, you know, when it's hot out and we have tables and chairs and things being unloaded, there's a crew of hardworking Mm -hmm. women and men that are sweating and making this happen. And so we started very early on every Christmas giving every single person at the rental companies or lighting company or whoever we use the most often a bottle of wine thing of coffee with their name on it and sometimes we're talking like 48 bottles of wine being delivered to a company but let me tell you (laughs) at weddings those people come up and they know i might not remember all 48 names but they know that we appreciated them that we when i see them will say thank you the connection might not be we have coffee every week or we have this deep friendship but there's a connection that we respect each other in the work that we do and then at a wedding when things are going wrong and i have to look at the crew and be like we have to move all of these tables two feet over this way because it's off center I'm not just the mean wedding planner saying, hey, I have to be a perfectionist. It's my job. I'm a team player saying, hey, we're all on the same team. We've all started a relationship together. You know that I appreciate you. And today I need to ask you to do something hard. And it's just changed the whole dynamic of what we do. And we are known in our local industry for being the planner you want to work with. And uh yeah. And that doesn't mean I'm always just nice or bending over to what anybody wants. It just means that we treat people with kindness um, and have like have worked on having connections with everyone in the industry from the guy mopping the floor at the end of the night to the woman schlepping buckets, helping move things for flowers to, you know, you name the bus driver, treating people with that kindness and that, you know, connection with them has really, I think, is changing the way that our teams are working on event days and are willing to work. And it's a really special thing. Yeah. And that is, it's so intentional um, what you're talking about. It's not just like, you know, kind of like what you were talking about earlier where, um, you know, there, there's the side benefit of, you know, those referrals and people wanting to work with you, but the intention behind everything is actual, kindness and and getting these connections and and treating people like people yeah and and not just oh yeah you're you're here to move these tables and chairs yeah that's all that you're gonna do that's what i'm gonna treat you for um but getting to know their names getting to know what they do especially people that you work with regularly Mm -hmm. um you know i'm in a fairly small town i mean like one hundred and fifty thousand or so Mm -hmm. but small compared to the main market of houston um so there's a lot of people that i work with regularly Mm -hmm. that i know by name Mm -hmm. um and and i've i've been trying to work on because i've i've seen you know i that whenever i'm uh greeted with kindness or you know, someone shows up to, you know, the, the linen rental people. And then they're just like, Oh, Hey John, how's it going? I'm like, yeah, you remembered my name. Like this makes me feel so good. And I want to do whatever you ask me. Like, I don't even, you know, not even that you're asking me anything, but I'm just, I'm already open to it. It's um, just that little thing of, of knowing someone's name, showing that you 
care and that you have intentionality behind your interactions with them. I, yeah. I love that. Uh, and that's, and, and, you know, in the, the business side of things that does have a, a good benefit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, where you, I mean, there's, there's a, a coordinator, um, here in town, uh, or near town who, I had worked with once in passing like briefly at a wedding. And then um, we just became friends. And then she started sending people my way because they were asking for certain things. And she's like, Oh, John would know the answer to this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not knowing if I did or not, but it was just like, Oh yeah, he's, he's a nice guy. So you'd want to work with him. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like, you know, that's super important for, for couples as well on their wedding mm-hmm. days you want to have kind people around you. 100%. I know I wanted to have kind people around me on my wedding day because it's a stressful day to begin with. Yep. And you know, it's just, you want to have people who are going to be like almost friends mm-hmm. um, or even, you know, friends by the time your wedding comes around. It's yep. like, Oh yeah. Tyler is like one of the groomsmen is yep. like, he's the best. <laughs> and, yeah. Finding, finding our people. How do you, I mean, Oh no, I may just be answering this myself. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, but like, um, do you just treat everyone this way? And then like the people who reciprocate that that's kind of your people. Yeah. You know, I would say we've been in business for over a decade. And so over a lot of intentional years, um, we've grown up in the industry, you know, we started doing like, again, (laughs) thousand dollar potluck weddings now we do like multi hundred thousand dollar weddings i mean and it's a very different kind of production and we've grown up in the industry with a lot of people so i think that you know i but i think that like finding our people is uh something that i I think happens we will treat everybody with kindness on my team regardless of who they are and I think there is sort of a, a match that occurs when someone's eyes light up and they realize they're being appreciated and then they do reciprocate it. And, you know, that's not to say that if a person isn't kind back to us, we're never going to, you know, treat them with kindness. We always know we know what our core values are and we know how we are going to show up. And people who are kind of attracted to that and excited about that and have a similar set of core values when it comes to work are the people that, and they have to be good at what they do as well. I mean, there's like, you know, there's, we're kind of assuming that these are all professionals that know what they're doing, not just nice people. Um, But, uh, and that would be how uh, we sort of develop our people as those people that just over time prove to be like a team player and good at what they do and kind to others. Um, and, and, you know, I will say when I started in the industry, it was really intimidating. You know, if you're a photographer listening to this or someone listening to this and you're starting out in the industry, um, I, I had so many experiences where I knew I was good. Like I knew that I had a talent, I had a gift, I had something to share and I would show up and people, I felt like were just looking down at me like, Oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. Or I'd go to an industry mixer and just feel like like unwelcome or like, oh, now I'm the new competition or whatever it is. And I just couldn't stand that. Like that's such an unhealthy, you know, environment. And that has been part of this idea of like 
you know, of changing that conversation as an industry leader now saying, Hey, I don't care if you're the most established photographer, planner, designer, like it doesn't matter who you are. You have to treat people with kindness and you have to treat them in a way where you can connect with them. I love to give the example of Jose Villa. Um, he's an incredible photographer. And I'm sure if you are a photographer in the wedding industry, you probably know who Jose is. Cue the, all the celebrity weddings that are happening. Um, but exactly. we got to do a really fun wedding together at the beginning of 2020. And Jose is one of the kindest, most personable human beings that I have ever worked with. And uh, working together, he came in, he shook my hand before the wedding. We caught, we talked on the phone. We talked about priorities. We started talking about kids and all sorts of other stuff. Um, and uh -huh. then at the wedding, it was, hey, like, and it was just so warm and kind. And like, Jose has, is the definition of what it means to have made it in the photography industry, right? And yet he showed oh, up to yeah. that day with kindness and then afterwards texted me some sneak peeks and I mean now we DM each other about our kids all the time and we're friends and et cetera, et cetera. But I just <laughs> I love using that example of someone who is like kind, humble, has it together, amazing at what he does and uh, invested his time in a connection with me, which made the day go better and now makes me want to work with him again. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, I love that he like y'all reached out to each other before the wedding. Yeah. hundred percent. That's a, a huge thing. Like anytime that you have a vendor list before a wedding, I mean, being a, a planner, um, you know, you you're curating those lists, I'm sure. Um, but like as a as a photographer, sometimes we're not getting those until a week before. Mm -hmm. um, but like I I always ask my my couples and I have a questionnaire that I send out and everything. And it has all the vendors that they're working with. Yeah. And I like to reach out to them and it does make the wedding day go so much smoother. Oh, yeah. Um, and and builds those connections where there were people that I had worked with before that, you know, we just we never really talked or they were doing their thing. And I showed up and started taking photos, um, but reaching out beforehand and then showing up there on the wedding day. It was like we were giving each other hugs yep. and just like, oh, yeah, there's this connection now. We know each other. We can be friendly. Uh, and and like, I mean, like with Jose, you know, sometimes these like uh, these people who have, quote unquote, made it and, like you know, they're they're like celebrity photographers or celebrity. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're they have this big name behind them. Um, we often will just believe oh they're too good to talk to me mm -hmm. and you know there's there's no way that that he would be kind to me this this you know uh some someone who he's never met never worked with but instead you know just believing the best in in people um and that's that's something it's uh, it was uh I don't, I don't even know who gave us this advice on our wedding day but like you know where people write down little things one of them said believe the best in each other hmm. and that is something that my wife and i have just like dove hard into yesterday was our our nine-year anniversary Congrats. and like that's what we live by is thank you um that's what we live by is believing the best in each other instead of believing oh you know you know, they did this for this reason or whatever, mm -hmm. or believing, oh, Jose is not going to talk to me because, mm -hmm. you know, he's like 
on another level, um, <laughs> but believing the best and like treating each other with kindness and all that. And you'll find that a lot of people will uh, reciprocate that that kindness. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love I love that story. That was really cool. <laughs> um, so for for um, for people like what are some ways that we can we can serve those um in in to like build those connections build those relationships i mean you mentioned you know the the like personalized uh wine with their names on it and and all those kind of things what are some ways uh even just like some like first steps and little things that people can do uh to build those connections with with vendors with you know clients and you know their team those kind of three different uh sections that you were talking about earlier yeah yeah so you know, I think the, the first step is being intentional with it. You have to allocate time in your schedule to connect. It sounds so basic, but, you know, as business owners, we get so busy and there's so many things, and especially right now, like we're all trying to get our books together to get to our accountants because like, you know, issuing those 1099s, like all the things are happening. And as a business owner, you know, we wear so many hats, you know, we're, we're our own HR, we're our own accountant, accountant per se. I mean, you know, different boners have different hats. And what often happens is we get so busy that we don't actually invest the time in the big picture, which is connecting with people that are going to continue to refer us and propel our businesses forward and just make it so we like what we're doing. Um, And so, you know, one is setting aside time and actually listening. You know, I love, I always tell my couples, you got to do an engagement session with your photographer. I don't care what your budget is. You've got to go with your photographer and hang out for an afternoon, a few hours and really get to know each other. You got to do it. And I love like bonus when the photographer's like, Hey, let's go get drinks afterwards. Or, Hey, let's get a coffee before. And it's like not part of the contract per se, but it's just a moment to connect and be intentional. And for that photographer to listen, like, what's your love story? How'd you meet? What inspired you to get married? How'd you propose? What do you like to do in your free time? How'd you make it through 2020? That was hard on every relationship. What did you do? Like just asking those questions and making those connections makes the wedding day so much better. And same with vendors. Mm -hmm. You've got to be intentional. You, you know, on wedding day, it would not behoove a photographer to in the middle of shooting the first look, stop what you're doing and go give a water bottle to a rental company guy. That would, we would all look at that and be like mistake. Right. But showing up 30 (laughs) minutes early to go to the planner, you know, I'll never forget any photographer that shows up early and brings me a coffee. Like, not that I'm saying that's what I expect or need, but when that happens, or there was a DJ last year that showed up an hour early with a sandwich and a coffee for me. And I was like, oh my gosh. And they were a great DJ and they took the time and they brought coffees for a bunch of other people. I was like, what a brilliant way to spend like 50 bucks, like in the grand scheme of your business budget, it's nothing. But it made such an impression that I am here almost a year later talking about it on a podcast because I won't forget it. It was amazing. And and so I think just being intentional and then also being intentional with, you know, your team. It doesn't cost a lot to go and it doesn't take a ton of time to take your second shooter to lunch in the middle of the week and just talk about like not work. Um, but that hour, that two hours, that 30 bucks or whatever it was goes so far because, you know, we all talk about, especially with people that work for us, we talk about turnover. We talk about like, there's all these things that happen, but when we're intentional 
people want to be around us and they want to work for us and they want to work with us. And, um, the, you know, the very small amount of time and small amount of financial investment that it takes to be intentional with your time and connect with people, I think pays off as, like exponentially uh, in the seasons that follow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that. There's there's so much to that being intentional and like carving out time and even putting it on your calendar as this is the time that I'm going to, you know, text a second shooter and just mm -hmm. see like, Hey, what do you, one of my second shooters, like you're giving me uh, ideas uh, right now. I'm like she loves uh sweet tea from wings and more. Like, <laughs> that would be so easy for me to just like go get uh wings and more tea before a wedding or to, uh, you know, get a gift card or something and mm -hmm. just like, Hey, here's, you know, 15 bucks, like get yourself a few teas or something like that. Yeah. That shows that intentionality of like, Hey, I pay attention to you. You're not yeah. just someone that I pay a paycheck to or, you know, other vendors, you know, you're not just someone who's there at a wedding. Like we're, we're doing all this together, uh, yeah. making this day happen. Um, so I love that. And like what you were ta talking about with, um, with the clients too, is that intentionality, but also listening. Um, I think so many times, especially like you know, discovery calls or like getting to know people um, and like, you know, how did y'all meet? When did, you know, you get uh, engaged and that what's that story? And like we ask these questions, but then don't care mm -hmm. about the answers. It's just like we're asking the questions because that's what we're expected to do. And mm -hmm. then it feels like we're interested. But then if there's no follow up, if it's just like, OK, cool. Um, and these are my prices. Um, mm -hmm. then there's, there's nothing there. Um, so like listening, like mm -hmm. you said, and, and follow up with like follow-up questions of just like, Oh, tell me more about that. Yeah. So that is a super easy follow-up question. Mm -hmm. Um, even if you just have no idea what to say, it's just like, tell me more. Like that's, yeah. that's an exciting story. Like I want to, I want to know more about this. Um, but yeah, I, I love that. That's, um, so good the just being intentional mm -hmm. and listening and uh and building those connections um and, and i don't know i'm just getting excited now just thinking of like <laughs> the the ways that i can be more intentional with uh with everyone pretty much and building those connections um throughout the day and throughout just like working with vendors and, and everything mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think though it's really important to also bring up because like, let's just be real. Like I have three children. I have my spouse. I have a company with seven employees that we work multiple weddings all over. So I don't have time. I'll be honest in my calendar to just allocate hours to connection. Um, and so I think, and, and there are seasons in life where you just don't have time to take someone to lunch or do that. And that's okay too. Um, because life happens and we have lots of priorities. And quite frankly, if I have to choose coffee with one of my couples or dinner around the table with my kids, I'm choosing dinner around the table with my kids because time is what I got. And that's where I want to invest my time. So some strategies that like we've used just really practically one is, you know, I have a staff and so I'll sit down one of my staff members, her job title is client experiences as like a part of her guest as part of her guest title as part of her job title. And, um, 
part of her job is on wedding day showing up with those water bottles and things for vendors and it's delegated and she has a budget she has a company card and she takes care of it it doesn't make it any less sincere for me it means that i'm being intentional with my time as the boss who going back to the beginning has the power to decide where i put my time to to just delegate and have that be a um you know, an intentional thing. And also at wedding day, I don't have time to sit down and say hi to every vendor. I am busy. We're managing a production. But the way that I smile, the way that I walk in the room and say, everyone, this looks so good. Thanks for your hard work. And I'm already running off to the next thing because I don't have time to sit around and chit chat. Again, I'm doing a production. Um, But just keeping that energy, keeping that you know, tone and then the intentionality of remembering, say good job, walk to the caterer kitchen and say the food was amazing. It takes you two seconds. If you're a vendor and someone served you a plate, carry your plate back to the kitchen. Don't make some server do it. They're serving 150 people a multi-course dinner and they have to do it in 20 minutes. That's like almost impossible if you think about it, right? But if you carry it back to the kitchen and be like, thank you, this was delicious. Send my compliments to the chef. Like just those little actions that don't take a lot of time, I think are the ones that go the farthest. Yes. Okay. I love that. Um, that's, I'm so glad that you talked about that. Cause that was going to be like, my next question was like for people who are just way too busy. Um, what are some ways, uh, because you know, I feel like this last with reschedules and everything like 2021 was ridiculous. 2022 is like going to have, uh, projected like the most number of weddings ever. Oh yeah. Um, like since the eighties or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everyone is just getting super busy. And those are some really simple ways that are not costing you a ton of time. They're not costing you a ton of money um, or anything like that. It's just being intentional and, uh, and putting others before yourself mm-hmm. and like, yeah, I'm not going to just leave my plate here, but I'm going to go and show, you know, show kindness and show gratitude for this food that they made for me when I am a vendor mm-hmm. and not every wedding, the caterers are going to include vendors in the meal, the headcount. Um, but yeah, that's, that's great. And like, uh, I was even thinking of, um, cause when I, when I met you at, uh, at hybrid was, um, I was on staff there helping out with style shoots and stuff. And we were at, uh, Paul Von Ryder's, uh, style shoot, which was insanely windy. It was um, the windiest wind I have ever experienced. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, the, the windiest photo shoot I've ever been on. And, uh, and like, I am no one to you. Like I, I'm just like some dude there with a clipboard, just making sure that the right people are here and that we don't have like, you know, people just like showing up to do this for free. And, um, and you like showed me and, um, and Melise, who was there with me, like, uh, you and your team just like showed us like the most kindness of just like, thank you so much for like holding this board. So the wind is not just like trashing all of this, you know, glassware. And, um, and yeah, we, we felt that. And that was uh, one of the reasons that I reached out to you. Cause it was like, yeah, Tyler was so great. I want to talk to him. Like I want to, I want to, you know, talk more and it like ties in with everything that we were saying. Cause, um, you know, that was, that was something that went a long way is like you just being genuine and showing us like, Hey, thank you so much for 
for holding that up and for like helping us tear down and moving stuff over to the van and like all of those things when could have just been like, all right, cool. Thanks. We're, yeah. we're out of here. Bye. Yeah. This is super windy. I have wind burn on my face. Uh, this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I did the next day was Same. just like so red from wind burn. It was, it was so bad. Um, but that's awesome. Tyler, this has been so good. These are some great tips. Um, like I am just like, my mind is all over the place. Just like, Oh, I can do this and I need to do this. Like I'm going to have to write down all these things <laughs> as soon as, as soon as this, this episode is, is finished. Um, but yeah, um, before we kind of like wrap up and let people know where they can find you and everything, there's part of the show that I like to do where we talk about what we're loving this week. Um, and it could be uh, a movie, TV show, a new book. Uh, it could be, you know, a fun food or an activity or something. Is there something that you are loving this week? This week, I am loving the new season of Ozark. It's out it's dark yes. and yes. I don't know why I watch it after every episode. I'm like, why do I watch this? <laughs> like, it's not uplifting. I don't feel better and I don't feel tired. I kind of just feel tense all no. over, but it's so entertaining. <laughs> so it's good. <laughs> it's so entertaining. It's, it's so good. Um, and it's like, I, I love Ozark. I, I think Jason Bateman's amazing. Like the whole cast is just yeah, so good. They're so good. Um, and yeah, the other day, like I hadn't opened Netflix in a while and I opened it up and it was just like Ozark season four. I was like, all right, well, that's what I'm doing this week is yep. I'm just watching this whole thing. And yeah, I think I'm like three or four episodes in to the nice. new season and so good new twists, new characters. Um, it's, it's a really dark story, but, uh, but somehow like I don't feel like super dark or yeah. <laughs> or like dirty or something like oh, yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, it is that's such a good show. Um and I'm I don't know, there's a bunch of like things that I'm just like, okay, I need to watch the next episode cuz like now this thing is happening. Yeah. And now this person is here and I need to see what's going to go down. Um so yeah, if you the listener, if you have not uh watched any of Ozark, it's a really great show. Um and uh yeah like starting off like episode one season one is just like okay cool this is gonna be a ride we're <laughs> we're going going full force um so okay cool yeah i i i also love that show this is very good um okay um let's see i there's also a show that i am loving this week uh we did uh we got HBO Max now, uh, so there's like a whole new world of of shows to watch. Yeah, and there's one that um, that was it's based off a book series um, called His Dark Materials, mm-hmm. and it's a really interesting show, um, kind of sci-fi ish. Okay, um, but it's more of like a drama. Okay, and um, just kind of follows this girl who was just like dropped off at. Uh, this um i don't know uh whatever they is is, is nunnery the correct word i don't know if like that's, a monastery if that's but like uh, <laughs> at this church convent yeah monastery that's the yeah. word um yeah yeah so like she was just dropped off as a baby and like it kind of follows her story and these different things and like it's this whole like separate world um where everyone is paired with um an animal 
who you have like a really deep connection with huh. and you can talk to each other and all that. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It's called his dark materials. It's on HBO max. Um, just I'll finished up the first season. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, the whole book series is really great. It's one of my wife's favorites. Uh, so yeah, it's awesome. a good one to, to check out. Love it. Um, so there you go. There's some new shows for you. Um, but um, okay, cool. So Tyler, where can people find you? Where can they follow along um, and get to connect with you? Yeah. So, I mean, we're on Insta and TikTok and Pinterest and all the things. Uh, my name, Tyler Spire, is my handle on all three platforms. Um, Instagram is like, you know, the OG, like where we kind of started building that social media following. And I always love getting DMs and questions and things there. TikTok uh, was our unexpected thing that happened in 2020 and somehow we went viral on there and have a whole TikTok thing going on and so that's really fun with videos get to be a little more goofy and show you some behind the scenes and then Pinterest we have all of our inspiration going so yeah and then my website's tylerspire.com so perfect okay awesome yeah I I don't know if I follow you on TikTok um I, I get on there every now and then I need to do more like creating on TikTok rather than just like scrolling through yeah. and just like listening to all the Hank Green stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's really cool. OK, cool. Well, I'll have uh, links to all those things in the show notes um, for for everyone listening. Well, Tyler, this has been great. I have really loved this. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you, John, for having me. And I look forward to seeing you around the industry. Y'all, I hope you are as pumped up as I am to go out there and serve those around me with kindness. I just loved this this conversation. Uh, Tyler talked so much about um, just how kindness, generosity, and thoughtfulness can really uh, move you forward as a person in your business. Um, as always, you can check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 102. This podcast was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience where you can join us for the next live episode at the Light and Dark Photography Podcast Group on Facebook. This episode was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme song is by the talented John Isaac. All the ads in today's episode are affiliate partnerships. You can get a great deal while still supporting us in this podcast. You can follow the show on Instagram at light to dark co Tyler is at Tyler Spire and that is S P E I E R. You can find me at all hard photo subscribe to the show. Leave us a review like musical gravel did this week and uh, share it with your friends. I love uh, getting tagged on Instagram whenever y'all share in your stories. That is always a highlight of my week for sure. Um, and I will respond to every single DM. Um, until next week, I'll see you in the Facebook group. Bye, guys. Bye.